Hi, and welcome to Dependesplaining. Good day, everyone. Good I'm day. I'm Lindsay. I'm Veronica. And I'm Jen. We have Lindsay today. We do. We made her quit her job just for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, she refused. She fought us. We had to use a pillowcase. We had to stroke. There might have been a taser. Stroke her head to yeah. calm her down. Um, soon that drink will wear off. Don't the you worry. The tranquilizer. Yeah. Perseverance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were sirens involved. Oh, but we got away from it. It's okay. She's here. Yay. We escaped. Because you know the fire people, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it was cl- it was blue sirens, so cops, not the Blueberries and cherries. Yeah, you never say that? No. no. Oh, that's the worst feeling ever. And you're like, oh, blueberries and cherries. You know, like when you're driving in the car and you see them in your rearview mirror, mm-hmm. maybe they're not for you, but then the idea that they are after you, that's and then you your mm-hmm. heart sinks, and you start to panic, and your palms start to sweat, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I not do? What did I do that I didn't think I did? And then the anxiety, and then they just zoom past you. Yeah. You're like, How about oh. when they really pull you over, and you're like, <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. No, Walsifer, I wasn't drinking. What I hate when they do this, when you pull, they pull you over, and you're like, they're like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, no. They're like, you're ta- you have a taillight out. And I'm like, How cool. am I supposed to know that? I'm glad that I would know that, because I'm sitting in the front of my yeah. car, and I can't see my brake lights. Yeah. They're like, well, we're going to have to give you a ticket for that. I'm like, really? How can they do that? Why can't they have it in a log being like, I already put pulled this car over. I've already warned them about their, their taillight. That's where you can out. get the fix-it ones where, like, you fix it and you're not fine. But if they catch you again and it's, like, documented and it's not fixed, then you get the ticket. Mm-hmm. Well, one of Kyle's coworkers the other day got a ticket for having a brake light out. And he's like, I didn't know. And they still gave him a ticket. Well, yeah, that's it's technically supposed to be the driver's responsibility. You're supposed to make sure your mirrors and your lights and your indicators all work. How? How are you supposed How? to check the brake light? You have to pull your eyes out of your skull and mm-hmm. set them in front of the I'm going to set my six-year-old child in the front seat of my car while it's turned on. And, and they're going to press the brake. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Be like, make sure you press the brake, not the gas. <clears throat> Come on, people. <laughs> they don't know. Can't trust children. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that went in such a different direction. Welcome back, Lindsay. It's the podcast of Dependisplainers. Yes, where Lindsay is here to tell you how to live your best depend life. I oh, probably yeah. won't do that, but I'm here to do that. <laughs> Lindsay's living her best depend life, right? Oh, always. Every day is the best day. Actually, that is that is our slogan in my family. Have the best day ever. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh-huh. some Mondays. Our our Mondays are usually Wednesdays. Like my kids are just so tired midweek, and they don't want to do the things. They are unable to can. <laughs> so I give them a pep talk in the line before school starts. Like, look me in the eye. We got a deal right now. We're gonna have the best day ever, right? And we shake on it. I have to chase down my child every. Day, I was gonna say every Monday, but really it's every day when the bell rings. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get in line, <laughs> and I'll be like, pretend there's a fire, and you're the best fireman ever. And you're gonna put out the fire. I do and hear I'm, you yelling that all the time. There's a fire! fire! There's a fire! <laughs> the other day I was like, there's a fire! There's a fire! And he was like, just walking back. I was like, there's a cat stuck in a tree. Nope. And I was like, the popcorn is stinking up TLF. Because <laughs> oh. that's another call that you get. 
Yeah, um, popcorn yeah. and toasters. Mm-hmm. People not either opening the window or using their vent fan mm-hmm. to get rid of the steam from their food. This is a the true story where I thought we were under nuclear attack. Oh, my I God. <laughs> with my team. So we were stationed in Japan, right? And we played a tournament in Korea, and we were in the um, the base lodging there mm-hmm. for this tournament. And mid morning, night, like 2 a.m., it's like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, the loudest thing that it shook inside, it was heavier than your heartbeat and your pulse in <laughs> your body. And all the lights are kind of flashy. And it just was so intense that I was like, oh my gosh, we're being bombed. Like, ah, <laughs> Korea. Korea. And my friends. And it was also after kind of like the after party of our win. And um, so, you know, you have like alcohol and people sleep deprived. Somebody <laughs> didn't even get out of their own bed and room. They just stayed in there. <laughs> You're like, well, this is where it ends. Drinks Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we are like walking down the stairs and everyone's wrapped in blankets. And they're like, oh my gosh, my husband said this and this and this. Oh, we're under attack. And people are like. <laughs> You know, I was trying to message my husband. I'm like, the alarms are going off. And then, like, my phone dies. <laughs> He's, like, trying to reach me, like, are you okay? Are you okay? What's going on? It's a disaster. And guess what the verdict was as we all walked back up the stairs in the walk of shame? Popcorn. Popcorn in the microwave. Did someone forget it or they just overcooked their popcorn? Uh, Those things, I'm... if you overcook them, they catch on fire in the microwave. It's really dangerous. Like mm-hmm. the ones that you just stick in the microwave. Oh. Yeah. They Those are also like really bad for you. The center of them, they are yeah. really bad. They're full of chemicals. But they have, they will like catch on fire in the middle. And like we, it happened to us a couple years ago and the bag was on fire. And like we, I pulled it out of the microwave and there's like actual flames She's and smoke like, coming this out. This bag is on fire. <laughs> Um, super true, though. That's my true tale to tell. Yeah. Uh, we were not under attack. No. The yeah. popcorn was. Their alarms are so loud. We had one go off in TLF here. They're just ridiculously loud. It, they really, I, because I mean, they gotta good. shake you awake, because some people think about their such people heavy sleep, yeah. And then there's some that, too, like, say, like, a beer or a glass of wine or two or five or whatever they're consuming. <laughs> or the whole bottle. The whole bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people, like, my husband is a heavy sleeper. I mean, it doesn't matter if he drinks one beer or, you know, too many. Then no matter what, you can't wake Like, you can't wake him. You could oh. shake him. You could talk to him. The, he's the just place done. could be on fire. He's out once he's at that point. But yeah. then if there's nothing, you know, he, he can wake up. Yeah. You just got to shake him. Rattle roll. Yeah. Smack them a few times. So those alarms literally vibrate the bed and your life oh. back. I mean, you. that's good to get people out in case yeah. of an emergency. But when it's not, then you're like pissy and be like, oh, we woke up for that. It's like, but it saved your life. And could you imagine mm-hmm. being the rescuer person on call that has to go through and check all those rooms and yeah. then find a person? And there's a lot of rooms. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. usually, it's, isn't it usually you can, they have it set to where they know exactly where the location is. It should be, of where yeah. it started, right? Yeah. I think they do. They uh, have it, like, there's, like, the nice. the alarm that they know that initially goes off. And what room and what location? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think so. Kyle. Well, so, when we were in Malta... In our wonderful hotel. They were like uh, hotel apartments, basically. So you mm. had a full kitchen and everything, too. That's the best. Except the fact that somebody burnt their eggs <laughs> in the middle of the morning. And oh, we're no. I was downstairs getting coffee. Uh, Dave and the kids were upstairs. He was making food. So he was already cooking food. And I go downstairs, and all of a sudden, the alarm starts to go off, and doors are shutting and everything. And I'm just like, 
Literally oh my god, and I look family. over at reception and she's just like, she doesn't know what's going on. And I'm like, oh my god. And so I start to run back upstairs like, because I'm like, great, Dave, great, Dave, what, what did, did you, you do? do? I'm like, come on. And then he's like running out. He doesn't have shoes. The kids don't have shoes. Everyone's running out. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, at least put their shoes on and come out. Like, what if we had to go outside? Like, come on. You're not supposed to grab anything, actually. I know. Like, but I was like, oh, my God. And he's, like, coming out. And he's like, I don't have my key. And I just locked myself out. And I was like, oh, my. Great. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> what is happening? I left my key in the little thingy that you have to put in, to, in order to turn the lights, lights on. Yeah. And then he didn't have a key. And I was like, we're locked out of our room. And the alarm's going off. It happened to be somebody that was, like, three floors up from oh. us. Egg burners? What were they doing? Yeah. Cooking, yeah. How do you burn eggs? I don't know. Very easily. They might have got distracted. What? Yeah. You don't leave the eggs. Well, maybe they don't know how to cook. They probably... They and they're like, well, I like eggs. Let's attempt to make eggs. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe they were cooking them over their iron. <laughs> they got distracted. <laughs> they're on their honeymoon and they got distracted. Oh! They're like, well, the eggs. eggs yeah. When you ha- can't be focused. Why don't you come scramble my eggs? Ooh. Oh. Oh, mm. was that an invitation? I think Jen just think turned yes. on the red light and Would set out like- the broom, broom, broom. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. She's not like that. Um. Well, anyway, so on to our topic of the day. We have a topic today? I know, right? This is news to me. You guys yeah. know I'm here, right? Yeah, you're here. <laughs> you are, are you? You are the topic today. Lindsay's the topic uh, of the day. We'll stay on topic with Lindsay here. We'll but, so, <laughs> speaking of Korea, you were talking about me in Korea. How about we talk about those unaccompanied and accompanied tours Ooh, yeah let's talk about the accompanied and unaccompanied tours like what's the difference say your spouse military member gets a one-year overseas do you want to do the one-year unaccompanied or do you want to try to opt for bringing the family and doing two to three years accompanied right so um specifically in the air force we'll just say that for now they have at some point in their career, they will have to do a one-year tour. Some people don't do it in their entire career, but usually it's like it's a thing, right? And so what that means is that the active duty member will have to go to a location um, and they have the choice of being unaccompanied. And it's one year unaccompanied. Now, sometimes they get very lucky and are they're able to bring their family. And now that makes their tour two years versus the three years or the four years if you do extended long stay um does that make sense? short tour yeah short tour short tour yes. yeah yeah exactly so um most common places are uh, south korea for active duty members and some people like i said they can take their families and some choose not to because then it's one year tour if they don't take the family and then that's out of the way Right? It's out of the way. You're done. The rest of the career. Yeah. It's one year away. It's one year away from your family, but they do get to come home after six months. Oh, back to the back to the fire alarm. Kyle says there is a panel that will tell you which fire alarm is going off in what room. Oh, thanks, fireman Kyle. Way to go, fireman. Fireman Kyle. Um I've also read two of the uh, people going on the tour the one year and then like without the family and then they got like a follow on order to that actual station. Mm-hmm. 
like one that allows dependents. Oh, and okay. then the family can join them. And the person served like another three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone did it with like a Japan one. But there's lots of different places you can do the one-year tours. Um, South Korea is the most common. They have uh, heaps of people over there. There's like Turkey and Honduras and Afghanistan's and a bunch of so many. I couldn't even list. You guys know any? Yeah, who knows? I know that... Um... Well, I learned that the Army does them, too. They'll do an, um, a one-year unaccompanied tour, which is different than their one-year deployments that they have to do right. as well. But it's mostly in Korea as well. That's what it seems. It's like the most... Okay. Because uh, I was listening to another podcast, and she was saying that um, at that time back, I think it was in June or something that she had had that one, that um, they had just, like opened up like a ton more jobs is like 20,000 jobs or 20 maybe it's 2100 jobs I don't know but it was a lot more jobs they had opened for people to go on a one-year tour in Korea yeah yeah for the army too yeah yeah I wonder if marines because I know like army marines they tend to have the longer deployments mm-hmm. 12 18 months etc um those ones are, are pretty long compared to yeah the air force members but but, and, and then they, they have them. and then they also have like special duties, which um, pro- you said duty, <laughs> duty, duty, duty. But they ha- also have special duties where they like go and do something different from their career field in the military. So they can go, they can go work like at the post office for oh yeah, yeah. like a, a certain amount of time as their special duty. Like if they're like security forces, and they'll be like, oh, I want to go to England and work at the post office there. That's a special duty. Mm, that's do a, that. My husband's do one-year tour was like kind of similar to that where he didn't okay. do his actual job. Like So he was a crew chief uh, on the maintain, like a maintainer, basically. And when he did his one year in Korea, he did transit alert, which is basically catching and getting the jets out. So he wasn't doing that. He was like, catching jets? Catching them. With his hands? hands? Bare hands, yeah. Wow. He, he caught the president's jet. Too. <gasps> he was the first one to touch it. What? Wow. He touched the president's yeah. jet? Just the yeah. tip? Yeah. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> or the whole cargo. And they shook hands and ate M&M's together. <laughs> Presidential and they oh, 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 they laughed. POTUS <laughs> and FLOTUS. And <laughs> what are you, what do you call... If there's a female president, this isn't a joke. I like this is a legitimate question. Oh. If there's a female president in office and she's married to a, a man, what do you call the man, the husband? It's got to be the modus, <laughs> the first man first of man. the. Oh uh, yeah, because what are they? It's called the first lady. So the first floatus is first the man. man. I mean, I guess it, would they be called? First man, first, or would they be called first sir, or first, what would you call the man? Fasodis? Yeah, it could be Fasodis or Famotis. First Famotis sir. sounds good. I like it. First male, first man. Yeah, first, first, first gentleman. He's not a gentleman. Fagamotis? Sir. Fagamotis? Lord? Oh, you first could lord. be Flotus if he was a, a lord, the first lord of the... <laughs> 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 that's, that's a, a great good one. question somebody answer that question for me I am always wondering answer us guys Fomotus. How if somebody has an answer Fomotus. let's tell them how to reach us you can send us your answers by contacting Lindsay <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can email us at dependencebelaining at gmail.com you can address that email to either of us or you can just say all of you ladies Fomotus. hey people Flotus. 
floaters. First ladies of podcasts. podcasts. Dependa podcast. You can call us Dependas. <laughs> Dependas say, what? You didn't know this answer? No, we didn't. Thanks for chiming in. We appreciate your emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can Facebook us, Instagram us, and tweet at us, too. Yes. We're Loved. here for you. Loved. I like it. I like Kay. it a lot. Shameless plug and back to our back. regular programming. Back on topic. So we were talking about one year tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, let's start with how do you get a one year tour other than just being voluntold? Hey, you've got news. Yeah. You've got mail. Um, one thing is the dream sheet. I know we t- we chatted about it a while back, but there is a selection on there where the uh, service member can select a worldwide volunteer. This is basically them raising their hand anytime. A volunteer tour pops up. You're gonna get positioned for that. Um, it's they go right to that. You're going to get you're it. You're gonna get it no matter yeah. what. So um, while we were somewhere, my husband was told, "Oh, we, like because we were like, oh, we love living overseas. It's so great. You know, we'd like to stay if we could." And someone's like, "Oh, put a worldwide volunteer. You'll always get. You'll stay overseas or whatnot." So you know, like information sometimes is given to you and it's great, and sometimes is given to you and it's not really accurate. So. Um, I'm, I'm not blaming any person. I have no, I have no emotion toward this bad information. Right. So I'm just saying that's how our story was. We took this information. It, like, it oh. tends to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're not expecting, like if you put it on there and you don't want to, don't put it on there. Cause you are for sure going to get selected. You are, mm-hmm. you're essentially volunteering to go on an overseas tour. So you don't yes. know what it's going to be. You don't know if you get Kuwait or Korea or Honduras, Turkey. whatever it's going to be. But you're gonna go. <laughs> you are. It's gonna be on there. You put one yeah. volunteer. It's like yes, that's pick me right now. I want to go because they yeah. have spots all the time open, and it's easier everywhere. It's probably easier for them to find a volunteer versus trying to pick somebody. Yeah, yeah. who's not expecting it and doesn't want it. Yeah, yeah. So, so and the process works the same as if you were to get normal orders to go anywhere else. You know, you get that email and the butterflies in your belly, and you open it up and you check, and you're like, okay, this is where I'm gonna go. This is what's my assignment looks like. You mm-hmm. get your uh, tentative ones and then official and so on and so forth. Go through the same process, um, but then now you got to split it between. Oh well, maybe I have dependents and it's unaccompanied. Mm-hmm. So like, who's gonna go where? And then you have some decisions to make and what to go on, and that's. Where we share our experiences with you. Okay. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say and I totally spaced. I was going to just real quick to touch on the whole follow-on base when you do get orders to an like, uh, unaccompanied tour. Um, for the follow-on base, uh, sometimes you'll know right away where you're, you're going to end up and sometimes it takes a few months, which is fine. But you do have a higher priority in the list and the a list assignment that you um, can potentially get. It doesn't always mean that you are going to get the base that you want. Sometimes there, you'll get really lucky and uh, if you wish to stay overseas and you can stay overseas. Um, it gives you a better uh, chance at, at it. Yeah, you so. are at top of the list of everyone that wants to put in for that same list. Uh, sorry, I hit the microphone. Fine. That's a super good point because a lot of people would strategically use the one-year tours to get what was called base of preference at the time, sure. which is no longer a thing. And they'd be like, oh, well, if you go here, you get to pick wherever you want to go. Um, yeah. 
But even Stop that, it's that still, notice right it there. It still yeah. depends on availability. So it's there's, like, yeah. yes, absolutely. So there is no technical base of preference. You don't get to pick where you're going to go. But like, say, you know, you wanted to go to the UK or somewhere overseas mm-hmm. and you're doing the unaccompanied, you're going to have the higher preference for your rank, for your job, for the slots that open. So you're essentially the same as normal orders. You're competing in the same pool for the same slots, yeah. for your rank, for your job, for your things. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have the higher preference of someone who's already overseas or someone who's stateside because you're the unaccompanied overseas mm-hmm. tour. So like with my husband, there was two overseas slots. He got one of them. Yeah. This is amongst everyone in that cycle. I don't know how many people that is, but that's really good odds. Yeah. yeah. Some people will play this card to try to stay overseas and then there's no overseas options and they're going to yeah. the States anyway. Yeah. yeah. Because then um, you, even though you do have higher priority, you're still going into another pool with mm-hmm. other people that have higher priority and then you are also fighting for, yeah. you know, a certain base. And there's always the bases that everybody wants and everybody puts in for that one base that everybody wants, like, uh, fucking Hawaii or something, you know, somewhere yeah. magical that you're you're going to enjoy with your family. Yeah. You just have – you're just luckier because you have – you're on top of that list more yeah. um, than anyone else. So even if you're going stateside, you are on still high priority. So you get to – Put in your dream sheet the way that you want it to line up with the list that you have. Mm-hmm. And those top ones, you have a higher chance of getting. Still not ever guaranteed because it's the military. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you still – you have, a, like, a better chance to get the top ones that you want. Yeah. It's definitely increasing your odds. No yeah. guarantees. Just note that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did read that uh, 8% of the members at OSAN um, – Osan command or only eight percent are command sponsored of the families oh. that are there. So I mean that's a really low number. So some people do go there unaccompanied, and then later on their family comes and joins okay. them. There are some restrictions of things that will apply to them. You know, like uh, if the schools, uh, anyone E six and below is not authorized to have a vehicle shipped there or purchase a vehicle there. So, I mean, if you're a family and you're E four, E five, anything below E six, essentially, you can't really drive around. So you got to note those things. And then they're also competitive in the pool of this, the Dodd schools. So if they're at capacity or some sort, now, and you have school-aged children, then you have to, uh, resort to other means. Uh, a lot of people will homeschool. There's a huge homeschooling community pool there because of the ones that are non-command sponsored, but they're there. And then you mm-hmm. have to deal with like visas and getting over there. And then your health is uh, slightly restricted. Like you still get health, but it's not like the traditional TRICARE thing. So say you commit to this one year unaccompanied, but then you decide your family is going to come out. There are options to bring them out. Just know about the restrictions, eligibilities, and some of the things that may affect your quality of life. If driving around or schools are, or medical care is something, then these are all things that you would want to weigh out before hopping on that plane with yeah. babies. And pets, too. I heard it's it's uh, quite a complicated thing to get your pets over there as well. Oh, uh, yeah, takes, that would be, especially. It's a long flight, too, and it's just I think there's a lot more, too. It just seems a little bit more complicated than just mm-hmm. when you get overseas orders. Yeah, there are definitely complications. But things that people do get through, and there's, like, mm-hmm. pages and Facebooks. Once people get orders and can get, like, approved to certain groups, many uh, forums and whatnot where you can ask questions and get guidance. 
just know that they're just little hurdles. And if you jump high enough, you can get over it, my <laughs> friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can be exhausted by the end of the race, but <laughs> right. yeah, worth so, it. Let's talk about options for the dependents of the service member. So this person has just gotten orders for a one-year tour. What's the family going to do? It's unaccompanied. So they can, one, go home. Um, you get a BH of where that area is, and the whole family goes home. Service member goes to the, the tour place. Um, and then otherwise, some of them, if there is a follow-on already established, they can go to that follow-on base and start to set up there. And be there. But only if it's stateside. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you can right. never go overseas. But usually they will have the overseas ones on time. I guess some situations they would. So thanks for specifying that. Yeah. If it is stateside. Because overseas you have to have your combined sponsorship to get all your things. Mm-hmm. And uh, a power of attorney isn't going to get you your house no. and your things set up and your licenses and your sofa agreement you need your member there for all of that stuff yeah you can't just stay in you can't arrive in country before your your sponsor and you can't stay in country without your sponsor yes that's why we couldn't stay in okinawa like i wanted to for the rest of my long years that'd be nice (laughs) um there are some deployment scenarios where the member can, when they're stateside and it's like a 12-year thing, but a deployment, not a tour, they can stay where they're at that's and right. get the VAH of the service member there, right yeah. there where they're at. But that's like not for a one-year tour, but just so you can like stay, you can go home, you can follow on are pretty much the options you're looking at. Right. If you are stateside, you can stay is what I mean, not like overseas, yeah. Right. But if you are overseas and they do get the one-year deployment, they can stay in country still because they still have the command um, command sponsorship there. They, no. Yes. Yeah, you can. I will fight you, Lindsay. I will fight you right now. No, because that's what my scenario, what you're saying. So if the dependents, so like when we were in Okinawa, I could not stay. I was losing command sponsorship moments. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Because you were, because he was doing the one year tour, but versus oh, a deployment. deployment. Yes. Yeah. They can stay in yeah. the country. Oh, I'm sorry. I knew I didn't hear it right. Okay. I know. I noticed. <laughs> I'll fight you to the death. I'll fight you. Um, yeah. Because when they do the tour, they're actually changing their station orders. It's an yeah. actual PCS yeah. mm-hmm. versus like the, which is cool for like a deployment if you're where you're at and you're like, I'm, I'm good. I'm I want to stay, stay here. Yeah. Or when you're in a cool overseas location and you know, it's going to be 12 months is still hard, but mm-hmm. then you can stay. Sometimes that's cool. So let's talk about some reasons why people um, might be denied to accompany the tour. Okay. So, cause sometimes they add the dependents and then the tours, you know, two mm-hmm. years or whatnot. Um, certain things that may make you consider not going or being denied is if you have a job and employment, the spouse is somewhere working and that's, most of that is personal rather than, or that like they choose a, not to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Special needs and EFMP things. Um, maybe they don't have the resources for the care that you need and you might get denied the ability to go to that place. Some people have real estate obligations or they don't want to leave a house when they're like um, in the States or whatnot. Or say you had married a local to where you're at and they're there. So maybe they're not going to come because of those reasons. Um, If you're in the States and your parents are old or some family member is sick and you just don't want to leave, you wouldn't accompany your member. Or sometimes when the children are in high school. And you want them to finish out the term. Yeah. Some of those are some personal reasons and some reasons to get denied an accompany mm-hmm. bit that you would want to consider when you're like, do we want to do the year? Mm-hmm. Do we not want to do the year? Right. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of decisions that you have to make. You have to go through a lot. And because you can't, 
I mean, going to Korea would be really cool. That'd be, you know, like, that's a new place I get to go see. But will it actually really work out well enough for you to get over there? Is it smart? You know, considering all the factors that you have going. If you have a house, you want to have to get up and sell that house right away that you just bought? or Like, will it be worth all the trouble just to spend two years there? Right. Yeah, or one year if you um, happen to follow your active duty spouse later in the in his assignment there, mm-hmm. then you won't get a full two years, which I feel like happens a lot because they have to jump through so many hoops to a get fuego. a fuego <laughs> to get um, the somebody to sign off on. Yes, you can bring your family, and then you run into like real estate issues or like uh schooling issues yeah you don't have transportation yeah yeah that's That's hard yeah can you imagine like having to walk to the commissary and getting your groceries for all they all take like cabs and whatnot and you wait there's no joke like a huge queue that wraps around depending on the time of day and they're just waiting cab after cab after cab comes loading the trunk with the groceries it was an experience um so when my husband went they were like uh he was supposed to be in the dorms mm. and they were renovating them. And so everybody that something super low, like staff sergeant and up or whatnot was put off base during that little bit. And he was in this like three bedroom, <laughs> two bath place with like heated floors and TVs and a smart bridge and like Yikes. all these, but he's far from, it was like probably two miles or three miles to his work. Mm-hmm. And he got this like electric bike and cause he had to like walk walk or bike or cab to the base and then super far to get to the flight line area. And it just, it wasn't close at all. So, I mean, if, if I'm imagining I'm there with my two kids and, you know, we're walking in the snow uphill, uphill barefoot both Both ways, ways. (laughs) three miles to get an education that we have to queue for, because I don't know if we're on the list. No, I'm just kidding. Your grandpa did it. Dramatic. Grandpa did it. (laughs) My grandpa did it. Everybody's grandpa did it, right? (laughs) It's just a bit cumbersome. And then some too is they don't get approved to live off of base. So like I was saying with like the E6 thing, a lot of them are below that are uh, required to be on. Like if the dorms are open and they have spots, they get put there. So say you're going to come out with your family. You're not necessarily guaranteed the ability to live off base to okay. house your family. So there's another little hurdle that you just got to see how it plays out. What's available? Yeah. What's happening? What are we going to do? Yeah. If you're not asking yourself at least once a month, what are we going to do? <laughs> or you're doing the, it wrong. On the daily. Then <laughs> you're doing I, life I wrong. shooting long by saying once a month. But, you know, then you're not in the military life. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it exciting and makes us crazy and vibrant for this life. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how soon after your husband got orders to Korea, how soon after did you guys get your follow on base? This is such a good question because our memories are so blurred. So February, he went to the Korea and (laughs) I remember we were on the patio boat in the middle of beautiful Whiskey Town Lake in Northern California. Uh-huh. And then um, I went to you. I was yeah. visiting some family near the lake and having a holiday. And I got a phone call where the phones don't normally work. So I was already blown away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. And my husband was like, I got news. We're going somewhere. Um, So it would have been a summer month. It would have been like July or August. August. Like I felt August. like it would have been in August. 
That's usually when, like, when... That's that first, that one cycle goes. Yeah. Is August. So it was a good, like, what, like, five months or so? He was nearly halfway through the the tour. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He left in February. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it could take a couple months. So he did go, and I had a friend that was uh, in the same boat, but different different tale on whiskey lake yeah same <laughs> same boat we were racing actually at the time how can you be racing each they other they were so much faster were you, ra- you weren't racing each other then because you guys were in the same boat yeah the pontoon boats were they're slow so you can hold oh. a lot of people and then they're slow no um <laughs> she was uh the husband got from the same base that we were at in japan the husband got orders to korea and they had a follow-on in the east coast oh and she wanted to go to where her family was in a different state. And on the East Coast? Uh, yeah, yeah, Close yeah. Um, I'm a West Coaster, so my, my geography is kind of flawed with those. But Past Arizona, you don't yeah. know anything. <laughs> There's a few other Texas, states. Yeah, Texas is there. And Ten-gallon hats. So it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. They were going to like Andrews or something. She wanted to live in like Missouri or um, some. They're just a few states away, right? So they had the follow on, and their orders wanted them to go to follow on. So they technically weren't authorized to go to the other place she wanted to go. Uh Um, They were okay with it because she had family and she was going just to stay with them in the house. But they would only ship their household goods to the follow on base. All of their things went over there. So had she wanted them in the other state, she would have had to pay out of pocket the difference to get them there and then back to the other. They'll they'll ship it over there and store the things. I didn't even think about that. But I think it's just because the home area was not authorized. So mine was, and I was able to go over to where we wanted to be. And all our stuff came there to us. Hers, they put it in storage. She lived the one year with the sister and the things. Yeah. And then she went over to the follow-on husband's release from Korea. They all meet there. Yeah. Gather the things. Household goods arrive. Ready to start your life. So, I mean, that could be another So it's kind of point for, to bring up. What? For her, because she was they were getting stationed stateside mm-hmm. after his one-year tour. She's not really displaced. So she had somewhere to go because yes. she can stay within the yeah. States, obviously. But, like, for you, yeah. you were totally displaced. You didn't have anywhere Correct. to go. And you can't go to your follow-on because it's overseas. Because we didn't have one. Right. Yeah, but they didn't have you, one right but away. You, but when you did get one, you yeah. still couldn't go because it was yeah, overseas. But- so you really were displaced and you had no choice but to stay yeah. In the States, so that you yes. were able to get your furniture and stuff there. Mm-hmm. But even if we had got a mid, mid-tour, mid uh, we were already sent over there. They're not going to uh-huh. be like, oh, your follow-on's here. Get over there Get now. over there. We're going to come and force-pack um, your shit, and <laughs> right. good luck stopping us. And <laughs> to say, what? <laughs> so, I mean, that's another thing is some people, you don't necessarily, and some people do this knowing they have a follow-on, be like, but I want to live here for that bit. Right. Just know if you're going to a place that costs more, you're going to get the BH to where your follow-on or your home record or wherever your orders send those dependents, that's what your BH is going to give you. So if I wanted to go, if my order sent me to Northern California and I wanted to live in Southern California where it's nearly double cost of living, that's out of my pocket. That's out of my bits. I'll get the BH for the Northern California orders. Okay. So um, just, just know that if you're, you don't have to go to that place, but the money you're going to get is based on that, that place. place. Yeah, I, I was looking that up because um, we've talked about the one-year tour with Kyle and potentially doing it after this assignment. And so I was like, well, his homework record is Florida. 
right? And he only, because he signed up for the Air Force while he was living there. And then they moved back to California and he left out of California to join mm. the Air Force. So I'm from California and that's where my home is, like my family and everybody. So I was looking that up and I was like, oh, I'm not going to fucking live in Florida. Like, no offense. Man, this is the third episode where I'm shitting on Florida. <laughs> I don't mean to. What's Florida got to do with it? They have great orange juice. They have crazy people. And sunshine. And white sandy beaches. Crocodiles. And the sinkholes. But um, no, so I was like, I don't, I don't know anybody in Florida, so why would I want to go live in Florida? Yeah. Right? I want the support of my family. But then I did look that... I do get to live in my home of record, so I would be able to go back to California, and they would give me the BAH for that area that yeah. I'm from. There's some process that I, I I don't know how my brain just once I once I get through it and I'm out like when I spit all the info on a test, it's like gone, use it, lose it. Um, there is something that you go through, and they they'll approve it, and they'll be yeah. they'll be like, yeah, you can go here to California, or like no, it has to be Florida, and then you choose. Okay, well, the, all the stuff goes to Florida, but I'm really going to go here. Yeah. And okay. then you either have to plan ahead, like, what things out of my house do I really need for this next year that I'm either going to ship out of pocket, mailing home, or mm-hmm. putting in storage, or you just go to the place. But there was, like, I mean, we were clearly authorized because we have a different, uh, where I went, it was not my um, sponsor, was not his home of record. Right. So it's just the the point of getting through and getting it authorized. So yeah. As long as there's no limiting factors, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, we were able to do it, and then, and then my friend is the prime example of how you can still do it even though you're not authorized. Sure. Yet, you know? mm-hmm. Okay. And just know there's certain things you'll live without. You know, maybe you won't have your better thing. Get a furnished place. Live with somebody. You know, like certain little Veronica's hearing things and she's I looking am. around like. Did you hear that? Hurt like ghost again no for real somebody knocked on the door the other day mm-hmm. and i went i ran down there and there was no one there you need one of the security camera systems that we got it was like an amazon find it's not expensive i'm gonna send you a link got it send it to me it's really fun okay. i want you to catch the ghost on video oh yeah and you can get another one for where the ghost likes to hang out most mm. I wonder where they like to hang out most. Probably the refrigerator. <laughs> Sounds like the family, not a ghost. Um, no, you should set up the camera for, like, in the kitchen and the laundry room and show um, Kyle the, the magic of everything does itself. Yes. Wow, look at these dishes. They're cleaning themselves. And the laundry folds itself. For real. Oh, wait. So the oh, other day. That's Veronica. So yesterday I was telling him, I was like, he said something that, not anger me, but I was like, why do you say stupid shit like that? And I was like talking to my friend on FaceTime at the same time. And I was like, he he trusts me to make his dinner every night and is confident that I will not poison him. Mm-hmm. That shit boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how? How are you trusting me right now with with your food and your drinks? With the things that you say. Yeah, with the things that you say. And you continue to say them to my face. Like when he makes fun of me because I'm Mexican. Well, I'm stirring says, your dinner. He yeah, loves Mexicans. Could be adding Mexicans are great. But he like will say super racist comments to me in front of open people. And he'll be like, because she's a dirty Mexican. <laughs> or oh, something. Oh, yeah. You're like, okay, wrong place, yeah. buddy. I just kind of roll my eyes and be like, whatever. That's mm-hmm. why every time I serve my husband something, he didn't see me cook. Like a drink or some foods, and I'll be like, "Here you go, dear. I promise you won't feel a thing." And then you wink at him, and then I just stare for a little <laughs> bit. 
through his soul and he'll be like um thank you what'd you say you won't feel a thing enjoy we did see that on it there was um a netflix we were watching and the the wife poisoned the husband and they were on this walk with their coffees and um as he was passing out or whatnot going it looked like a heart attack or whatever she's like you won't feel a thing it's okay it's painless and untraceable oh. but basically it was like yeah i killed you don't fuck with me <laughs> you dead now <laughs> try fuck with me again you can't because you're dead <laughs> so, for a thought um so anyways, that's a great story but let's talk about, about yeah like so when you're separating you're like oh we got this one year like i do want to see my member though like what do i do mm-hmm. what if you don't want to wait till that r&r period rest and recreation um that's what it stands for uh rest and so. rest rest and i'll look it up continue R&R. with your words <laughs> i'm making stuff up now guys welcome to depend explaining mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> so like when you're stateside you cannot space a travel uh without your active duty member the sponsor right no, that's kind of one is. of the fun things about uh being in the military is that space a travel but it's also a way, great way to go see family see see friends stay in touch so when your person's in this one year overseas and you're like i want to get out there but it's expensive or it's in a zone i can't fly to or i don't know how to do it or whatever you can get Space A travel approved without your member. They just go to their command and they fill out all the sheet work, just like if you were overseas filling out doing ML, EML and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And EML like a, is? Uh, emergency morale leave. And I think it's like environmental morale. Environmental. Yeah. Sorry, not emergency. It, Thank you. My, it, it depends on where you're stationed to be able to get those that paperwork. Yes. So like Okinawa, what do yep. they qualify? Because it's, like, it's considered remote. Yes. Yeah. So some of those, and the, those ones will make you like a category four. Basically, you get like a command approved letter for space A travel, and then we were able to go as a category five. It's one of the low ones, my friends. You're just above the retirees. Ah, sorry. And sometimes people do pop out of the woodwork. So don't plan your travel if you're limited in time and money. Because <laughs> my hotel bill was more than the flights for three of us from Japan. Um, I would do it again. It was super fun, but we spent more time in Japan than in Korea visiting our service member. Nice. And, um, yeah, so you can totally get the, the paperwork approved and you're able to space it over there. You can see them. Mm-hmm. You can hang out as long as you want. If you have school age children or certain things going on, just, just know summer is peak time. And they do, the service member gets the R&R, which is recuperation, relaxation. Thank you. I you knew know. it wasn't rest and recreation. Can't, I mean, it's rest re- rest and relaxation. But, uh, so they get, uh, like, they're halfway, halfway yep. through their trip, they get to come home, right? So they get yep. their, they get a flight paid for, right? That's Just, the difference, yes. They pay for the flight there and back round trip mm-hmm. from the location to your location. Yeah. And then they have how many how many days? They use their own leave balance oh, days. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but I feel like you can use up to thirty maximum. I feel like that mm-hmm. is a right answer. Um, I think my husband used like twenty two or something crazy. Okay. We don't normally take long leaves like that. Mm-hmm. 
Because, um, I mean, he wants to take some leave yeah. while he's there, too. Yeah, just... and we had to mix it between families, and my kids were school age, and I was like, whatever you do, don't book at this time because they start school this week. Mm-hmm. And then he booked at that time when they started school that oh, week. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, thanks, babe. <laughs> Way to go. Nothing That's like... why the carpet's wet. Yeah. Why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. Your name should have been Margo. Can we just call you Margo? I know. It sounds like it. Lindsay, Margo. You know? (laughs) It flows. Yeah. Lindsay, Margo. I mean, it's an alphabetical order. L, M. Yeah. Yeah. I knew a Margo. She was really great. I kind of miss her. Yeah? Miss you, Margo. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great info, Lindsay. Thanks. Thanks for that. So just know, like, there's options, to, you know, to see your person. If you can't handle, some people can't handle the separation, so their hearts are going to burst in a thousand directions and pieces. You could space A. You could fly over there. You could accompany them if you've gone through the checklist and you're authorized and you're if, willing to accept. Right. If they are authorized to uh-huh. visit them. But technology. Technology makes it so much easier now to be able to stay in touch with your with your significant other. I super agree. Could you imagine snail mail taking like 30 days to yes, get there and then two I months did. to reply and then back and <laughs> yes. all that? The FaceTime, the messengers and texts and phone calls. There's free apps. If you're overseas, mm-hmm. you can download Magic Jack and it gives you a stateside phone number. Yeah. And you're able to call the states from overseas mm-hmm. and you can have a free phone call courtesy of Wi Fi or 4G with yeah. your local carrier. Yeah, or Facebook Messenger. You can call um, people through yes, Facebook Messenger. This is mm-hmm. true. A lot of people use the Skype accounts as well. Skype. Yeah, Skype is um, big. Yeah. WhatsApp. Yeah. Heaps oh, of them. so much. Don't use WhatsApp. I, I don't use it, but there's so much stuff that technology overwhelms me. Yeah. yeah. But WhatsApp just not secure anymore. That's why. Oh, yeah, yeah. And don't talk about information like that's secure. Good point. Yes. Gen A, because. OPSEC. OPSEC. <laughs> Always use codes, like I mentioned before, and OPSEC, like use codes if you're trying to put out a date to be like, well, I'll, I'll be there, you know, March 17th. No, like, be like, so-and-so's birthday plus three days. Got it? Great. <laughs> this is yeah. true. And on the social media, people will be like, three days until my husband comes home from Korea. And blah, 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 and he's it. flying from this airline, flight number 36942, mm-hmm. landing at 1147 at LAX. With a layover in Chicago. Yeah. And, like, just don't. I don't know. Um, you don't have to share on social. It's okay. Yeah. I know. Where, yeah. That's, I think, the thing is knowing when and what to share. I'm not a social media and recently being plagued with a thing in my family of somebody oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> it's We're laughing because we know what she's talking about, but we're not going to disclose it. We all have... <laughs> We all have, like, um, what do you even call that? Different radar as to what's appropriate and what's not. So here, like, I'm on, like, kind of... Common sense. I'm, like, the prude spectrum. of like, I keep everything private. I don't share it. I, you know, other than, like, stories and whatnot, I'm talking face-to-face. It's different. But some people are just so excited with their life, you know, that they want to share all the things. They want to share everything that they do in and Mm -hmm. out of the bedroom. Yeah, the bedroom would be like my service member will be home in four hours. I'm at the airport right now. Or um, my service member's gonna get service. Come home and his member's gonna get service. 
Where it's like, welcome home, daddy. Now oh, let's it's make like me the a brother. Signs when they sign, they do the signs. I like cringeworthy. Yeah, when they're just like, I've waited 365 days. Nah, something to basically take me home and put it in me. Yeah. You know, yeah. basically is what's on the thing, and I'm like. Ugh. Ravage that's, me. That's everybody knows. Daddy. Let's make yeah. a brother. Yeah, everybody knows oh what you've been missing out on for the last however many days they've been gone. You yeah. don't have to put it on a poster. Have you though? Have you really been missing out? Well, I mean, on the real thing. Well, hopefully, out. at least I hope <laughs> you've been missing out on the real thing. Yeah. So this commentary it extends into travel as well. You know, like oh, I'm so excited to be in Ireland at the Blarney Stone or whatever. You know, like I'm not gonna kissing the Blarney Stone, <laughs> are you? You don't post mm-hmm. it right then, right there. You no. know, Bob sec. You know, you're putting yourself, your member in danger. Just have some. Common sense. Be reserved about the things and and think really hard and wait until it's over before you post about it. And then if it's already happened and it's not a security thing, it's just too out in the open and it's personal and private, please select private when you post your post so that I don't have to see your public post (laughs) that should be private. Do not put it all over social media Um, is open and public because that shit doesn't go away. mm -hmm. Somebody has screenshotted it and kept it and sent it it to other people. And sent to me and my eyes hurt. Yeah. (laughs) And then that person will screen take that screenshot and send it to somebody else for shits and giggles. It goes and to then at least it goes viral. It and is. And we're yeah. all gonna laugh at you. Because that stuff, memes, it's not deleted. It's yeah. there. It's and there then, forever. And then and memes are created. Yep. And, and every, laugh more. all those four people that you sent it sent it to five <laughs> others themselves and those five sent it to 16 and then those 16 sent it to 30. Yeah. You get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just, um, um, but I will say a good note about the one-year tour. Um, it goes by so fast. Time flies. You know, it's totally doable. Be a supportive, caring spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever you are. And uh, it, we had a really good time being near our family. I've been away so many years mm-hmm. and, and things are happening. And it's just good to see the kids around the cousins and my hometown friends and certain things. Um, we really did enjoy the one-year tour. My husband enjoyed Korea. He did some travel while he was about. Um, he uh, he really had a good time. Like he even did um, went back to Okinawa, went surfing with some of our friends that were over there. Part of that, like he was able just to pay out of pocket, and I think that was part of his like R and R leave. Maybe that's okay. what happened. It just now came to me right now. He did take like <laughs> two trips, kind of. <laughs> um, if they just make the best of it, go try the culture, try the foods, and. Um, experience the life it's yeah it's really a good thing and then we got a good station afterwards we really like being over here Mm -hmm. and um i I don't have any complaints if he had to do it again i'd be like sweet let's do this yeah don't get down on the separation part of it Mm because yeah it sucks but you can't let that consume your brain because you know what it's just something they have to do. In the military, you're going to mm-hmm. have to face separation a lot. Yeah. So. It sucks. It and sucks. But you surround yourself with good people. Yeah. And also, like, think of their career, like, how they're going to benefit from it, too. Right. Yeah. So we get awards and all and kinds of things. Yeah, exactly. Great and they get more promotion. Pins and, and whatever the things are and decorations. Pins yes. and buttons and presidential M&Ms. <laughs> I'll take it. Coins. <laughs> they get to touch the tip. Yeah, touch the tip and get Presidential plane. Um, So we, like I said, Kyle and I have been talking about that, and it's like something possibly in in the future for us. 
So, and I was like, well, you know, and I tell them, well, whatever is best for your career and you think uh, will benefit from it financially, like I'm 100% behind you. Yes, it's going to suck, like being him being gone for an entire year. But, you know, it's not really an entire year. He, he'll get to come home for a little bit. And I guess depending on where he is, we can possibly visit him like you did with your husband. Yeah, you can. So, and then like you said, like I would get to go back home and spend time with my family for a whole year and they get to see the cousins and the grandparents and um, it'll be, it'll, it would be kind of nice. It's yeah. magical. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. magical if you make it, you know? Yeah. Right. And then we'll be reunited again at our next assignment and it'll be a whole new adventure and getting to see um, my other half again and... I think it'll be I think it'll be nice for for myself personally, I feel like it'd be fine. There's always fine. a positive that you can take out of it. Like always. having the bed to yourself. Right? Um, I have it to myself every other night and it is magical, as Lindsay mm-hmm. says. Magical. I get to starfish corner to corner on yes. that bed. It's mm-hmm. great. I can't wait. <laughs> I get the bed to myself right now. And we're moms. Fantastic. Like, I mean, we're not on top of our game 100% of the time. No. Sometimes you want to just give the kids cereal or make pancakes for dinner or yes. just mac and cheese from the box. Yes. Mm-hmm. No regrets when you don't have like a husband that's looking at you with longing eyes of how your failure for the meal that night <laughs> is going to deplete yeah. his energy source. Or standing there staring at you saying, hey, what are you going to make for dinner tonight? What are you going to – do you need to go to the grocery store? What are you going to have for dinner? And I'm like – doing something, woman? (laughs) Can you tell me what you want and then I can make it? Thank you. What do you want for dinner? Oh, whatever. All right. You're getting whatever. So when you sit down for dinner and they're like, what's this? You say, oh, it's whatever. (laughs) Um, It's good, yeah. You have good days and you have bad days. But the ones that you have the bad days, at least it's only you that has to see it. (laughs) Well, let's change our topic now. Ooh, I haven't done a base highlight in a while. I heard you have a really good one too. I have a doozy. Oh, <laughs> a double doozy? A double doozy. So, this is going to be mostly highlight of the location, not so much the bases, but the location itself. Yeah? Are you on board? Double doozy. We're let's here. do it. We're in the boat. Well, now I lost my dang, my dang thing. There it is. Um, so today we will be highlighting uh, Anderson Air Force Base Guam slash Naval Air Base Guam. Ooh. Yeah. Everybody jump on the boat with me because we're going for a ride. On the ship. On the ship. The naval ship. Ahoy, matey. Yes. So. Swab the poop deck. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my kids think that's so funny. Gross. Okay. So Guam, located in the Western Pacific Ocean along with Mariana Islands. Guam is United States ter- it's a United States territory in Micronesia. In the middle of nowhere island. It's literally a ocean. potato chip in the Pacific Ocean floating. Mm-hmm. And it happens to have inhabitants. Sounds delightful. <laughs> Anyways, it's the westernmost point of the United States, uh, which makes like their slogan is where America's Day begins because that's the Aww, like Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So uh, this refers to the island's proximity to the international dateline. Believe it or not, Guam is the largest island in Micronesia. Really? Let me tell you, Guam at the longest point is 32 miles long. Dang. And at the um, widest point, it is 12. Making it like in the narrow. Ooh. I was say, what? Yeah, that's I think huge. that's like half of Oki. The narrowest point yeah. is four miles. Oh, you like, I can see the other side of the island. So, so much. Run there. So yes. much space. 
So many things. Guam has an area of 210 square miles and a population density of 775 per square mile. Um, in 2016, there were approximately 163,000 uh, people residing on Guam. So here's a little history of Guam. Ooh. The first European visit, or the first European to visit this lovely island was Ferdinand Magellan, of Port- a Portuguese explorer. This led to Guam being colonized by Spain, thus introducing like Catholicism and also a mixy mixy of languages. So it's a mixy mixy of languages. Mixies. There, you will hear a lot of um, Filipino. Um, oh, the yeah. Filipino language, mm-hmm. um, and then their Chamorro language, which is sounds really. It's a mix of like Filipino and Spanish, um, and then English. But they do speak mainly English there. So uh, Guam is a tropical island with average temperatures of eighty six Fahrenheit or thirty Celsius. For those of you who don't use Fahrenheit, sweet. That's an average. <laughs> That's an average of beach, please. Beach, please. Tropical storms and typhoons are common are a common threat, especially during the months of August through October. Mm. The worst typhoon having been Super Typhoon Pong Sona with sustained winds of 144 miles and gusts of 173 miles per hour. And although they do see typhoons, none of the magne- none of this magnitude have come through since 2010. And they also get tropical storms, which is uh, just under a typhoon. Oh, good. Yeah. During uh, World War II, Guam was captured by the Japanese. The, they were occupied by the Japanese until America recaptured the island and liberated these beautiful people on July 21st, 1944. And Liberation Day is a celebration of this event and is commemorated every year with lots of going-ons like parades and shit. All right, Merca. Like um, parades and shit. That's so they my were, dad's birthday. I didn't know they have a huge party for my dad. Yeah. Um, I mean, not the year, but yeah. still it's the day. Yeah. So now you know. Time. They were under a Japanese occupation for two years and when the Americans came on the island and they rescued the um, the Chamorros, they, some of them, some of the Japanese people surrendered. Some of them lived in uh, in hiding for many years. One of them was like 28 years or something. Yes, it's wow. crazy. There's this bar there called um, Jeff's Pirate Cove. I'm not sure if it's still there. I want to say yes because it was really popular. And it's like a ship. It's like a ship, and it's a restaurant inside. It's really cool, right on the beach. Um, the the one of the the last person, the last Jap- Japanese occupant that was um, in hiding, said that he could hear the music coming from that bar from Jeff's Pirate Cove, and they they found him. He was living in like squalor, cause I mean he was in in the cave, like he was hiding out. But anyway, so he's fine. Whatever. <laughs> How do you Some hide for that long? He hid. And how do you? Yeah. How do you get food? Skill. I have to sneeze. Hold I've on. been watching that um, that naked and afraid thing where they just have to like <laughs> scrounge for themselves and like make food and fire and all kinds of stuff. That's basically have... what he was doing. Wow. He would come out at night and go fish. And He's just living survive. off the land mm-hmm. and yep. doing it at night when all the wow. creatures are out and about. Because he didn't know that. He didn't realize that it, it was all cool on the island. He thought they were still being persecuted. Yeah, that he, they would still have to surrender to the Americans. He didn't know that. It's like, oh, it's all cool now, you know. Which, there's a lot of Japanese tourists on the island as well. 
Okay, Guam was and continues to be an excellent layover for refueling military aircraft, just a big gas station in the middle of the Pacific. This is where Anderson Air Force Base comes in. Anderson Air Force Base is located in the northern part of the island near the village of Jigo. It sits upon a cliff overlooking the beautiful clear waters of the Pacific Ocean. As far as the eye can see. As far as the eye can see is beautiful. The waters are just the most intense blues you will ever see. The host unit at Anderson Air Force Base is the 36th Wing, assigned to the Pacific Air Force 11th Air Force as a non-flying wing. The 36th Wing uh, WG's mission is to provide support to deployed Air and Space Forces of <laughs> <laughs> um, United States Air Force. <laughs> um, the Space Force. Uh, foreign Air Forces uh, to Anderson and tenant units assigned to the base. So basically, it's a big gas station in the Pacific. Um, on base, you can find all of your regular base amenities, BX, commissary, blah, 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 blah. The BX has a Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Popeyes, Charlie's, Subways, Fruits, F-R-O-O-T-S. Fruits, fruit. fruit. They sell smoothies, wraps, and salads. Mm, okay. um, and infusion coffee and tea. Uh, there's a spa. There's a barbershop. Computer repair. Tropical furniture. Mobile providers. Uh, they also have like a theater on base um, with the sh- showing the latest movies. Hopefully with a working projector. <gasps> oh, oh no! Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Where? It's broken here. Here on base. Mm-hmm. Oh no! What did you guys go watch or try attempt to watch? Little Women. I Aww. saw I saw Jen at the movies. I just saw the doors open and went in and bought popcorn. They <laughs> oh, <laughs> just went in for the popcorn. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have time to watch the movie. Apparently, that's what we were there for too. Just there for the popcorn. Did you guys have to leave? Mm-hmm. Oh no! Burn. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too Did bad. Did you get a free voucher to mm-hmm. return and a refund? Are they going to play the same film again? I don't know. Mm. Sorry. Check with Sorry, your local so theaters before mm-hmm. you go in. The well, they didn't they even were know in already. Oh, they didn't even know. Until um, they, yeah, so they started. So that's too bad. Hopefully, Guam has a very, very good theater. They do system. have a nice theater. We, I mean, I remember going, and it's it's pretty large. So I don't know if it's gone under renovation since we were there, but it was nice. I mean, I didn't have any complaints. They played all the latest movies as long as they take care of it. Yeah, and this theater also provides a venue for like performances, like Tops and Blue or guest speakers, you know, shit like that. Ooh, do they do like the Cirque de... Did you ever have like the Cirque de Soleil traveling one? Um, I Not in Guam while we were there. I didn't see it. But um, when we were stationed in Belgium, they had it at Ramstein and we drove there. So cool, right? Yeah, Kadena. Sorry, sidebar on the theater. But Kadena used yeah. to do it every Christmas. They had this Cirque de Soleil people and they would sing like a quartet and then do all these fun mm. like Ooh. Cirque de Soleil. It was really neat. But that was done at the theater and they have some good shows like that. Yeah. That are available to the public. Sweet. Where it was done, but I do remember seeing them at Ramstein. Um, they also on base have an AMC terminal. It's just a very space. Eh? Yes. Here you come. Yeah. So Can it, you take it, the rotator in if you're moving there. Or do you have to fly no, commercial? No, commercial. Yeah. There's yeah. no rotator in there. It's a commercial flight. Oh. And I thought American Airlines flew there, but apparently they don't. Um, so they fly it's, under another airline, basically. Okay. It's just somebody else. I forgot who. Continental Airlines was the one that flew in and out to the States. Um, and Hawaiian? No. I don't think. Else. Japan Airlines? Japan. So, ne- like, Nippon mm. Airlines. Some so, sort it's of. all maybe that's commercial the one. travel. A lot of Japanese airlines Maybe that's fly. the one the American flies under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Continental was Something super like expensive to fly. And they mm-hmm. only... 
flight, like you fly into, there's no direct flights to the States. So no. it's only to like Hawaii, or through Hawaii or through Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's why keep that in mind. It's a benefit, ex- but also it's, competitive. It's not like a big, it's, you know, not a lot of people go there. There's not a demand. Right. Yeah. It wasn't hard getting off the island on Space A. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll take that back. It was hard only because of the flights available. But as far as like getting on a flight, once it's there is an available flight, it wasn't hard. Um, schools are available to children from elementary to middle school. Children of high school age would need to attend off base in uh, Guam High School, which is in Asan, Guam. That's the, the village is called Asan. Um, housing on base consists of 979 units of either two three or four bedroom. Uh, they're concrete constructed houses. They are one story units of a sad, icky brown color. Shutters are provided and they're of a sad, darker, sadder, ickier brown. You gotta they're blend attached- in when that storms are coming. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. they're attached to windows for your typhoony needs. Typhoony? I told you I don't know what happened when I was typing this up. <laughs> um, yeah, so the shutters are there for the for if there is a typhoon or even if it's a tropical storm, it's good because yeah, like the shit. debris, you get yeah, like yeah branches, you know what? parts of trees, sometimes trampolines because people don't think they need to tie it down That's, in their yards. Yeah, yeah. and then when yeah. you Dog see runs. the trampoline blowing by and you're like, there is Gosh, no, you- yeah, <laughs> there's no fences on base. I don't think there is still. When we were there, it was all open, and they'd be like, you have to oh, go from... get out. Yeah, they'd be like, you mow your lawn from this palm tree to that palm tree. <gasps> and be like, but their palm trees are closer together. Why are mine a mile apart? They're like, it doesn't matter. You have to mow this. So, yes, there's uh, flying trampolines, uh, baby pools. <laughs> we saw it a lot. Yay, I can slides. see that. Yeah, dog runs, because Bikes. people install dog runs. Um, Umbrellas. Yeah. Ella's A. 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 Um, a lot of... Um, uh, patio furniture yeah. cushions mm-hmm. and stuff like that get blown into your yard sometimes it only rains in your backyard not your front yard because it's tropical weather right so you're getting random places with rain yeah sometimes it'd just be the backyard and be like well, it's not raining in the front <laughs> i have i've i've, I've encountered in the that back, party in the front <laughs> i've yeah. encountered that before it is so strange yeah it's really cool um where was i Um, There are a few layouts to choose from, some smaller than others. It's just going to depend on what is available and what they show you. When we were showed a house, we went into one where you couldn't open a cabinet if your dishwasher was open or it would like hit the fridge something it was like the kitchen oh, was I've super that, small yes and then I the house that. we ended up in was much larger more spacious it was still like i think like maybe like a thousand square feet but for economy it was fine but it was fine we we liked it uh when you arrive on island you will hit a wall of heat that you've never felt before Oof. yikes <laughs> You will then need to go to your temporary lodging. Now, if you're lucky, you might end up already on base, but this is highly unlikely. On-base lodging is usually occupied by TDY personnel that are temporarily on island. This leads you to find lodging in the nearby area, which everything is nearby, of Tumon. Tumon is tourist-driven and it is easy to find accommodations until you are able to get into your new quarters. Enjoy that beachfront stay, by the way. Hey. So I heard a rumor with the people going TDY there um, that they will accidentally land a little too hard on the aircraft. So now the aircraft is grounded for extra days more because they're partying and they're like, 
you know, they want to go out on the beach. It's be- it's beautiful. You have to stay there. And like you would walk, like I would walk by the dorms or not the dorms, the TLF there. And it'd just be a bunch of guys hanging out like in their like drinking beers and yes, just chilling. Yeah. yeah it was- it's a deployment spot too. People get deployed mm-hmm. in Guam. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I'm like, woof. Yeah. So rough. Um, so like mentioned before, Anderson sits upon a cliff, which means you have to drive down to the beach if you're interested in some water activities. It's about a 10-minute drive to Taragi Beach. That's what's called Taragi. This is the beach on base. The drive itself is gorgeous. You come down a cliff and like all of a sudden you make a turn and then you see the ocean through palm trees and... And the angels singing. Basically, and you just ride along the cliff down to the to the beach it's really really pretty bite uh ride the beach is pretty clean and has plenty of parking bathrooms are available on site and it's a great place for gatherings as it has a bar bamboo willies is the bar it serves food and beverages in an open air environment so it's very beachy themed although the water conditions are not ideal for swimming due to the current and coral reef taragi beach is great for sunbathing picnicking and camping if you like camping. You can camp on the beach there? Um, yes, we did it. It's I don't I don't like camping, so I, I didn't <laughs> enjoy my time. <laughs> I didn't enjoy my time, but yes, you can camp. And get eaten alive by mosquitoes? It's um, worth it. You get all the sand and the crevasses, no. but you have the rolling ocean waves. I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot Be of mosquitoes. Be put to sleep there. with the ocean. It's not true. It's really loud. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> not enjoyable. <laughs> not enjoyable. Um, the littles, you know, if you have little ones, they'll enjoy splashing around in the tide pools or building sand castles out of powdery white sand. Hope you're enjoying the crabs. <laughs> At night, the crabs come out, and it's like by like the hundreds. I'm not even joking. That's oh, dreams. Yeah, My come. daughter would love that. You just see them crossing the uh, parking lot. It's really cool to watch. Um, get certified in scuba diving while you're there and discover beautiful creatures that live in the crystal clear waters. Look out for lionfish. They're poisonous. Don't stab them with your spearfishing thingy and try to hand them to your spouse. <laughs> Do they have stonefish there too in Guam? Stonefish? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. There were a bit, those are the, the threats in, uh, so, in Kadena. The, so they say the prettier, the more beautiful they are, the more poisonous. The uglier they are, the more poisonous. So Sounds it's like, like stay nature. in between. Yeah. Stay in between. Yeah. Um, where was I? Me, 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 me. Don't fish. stab them. Yeah. And hand them to your husband or yes. your spouse. I mean. Um, so speaking of fishing, you can do boat fishing, snorkeling. Uh, the outdoor wreck has all of your aquatic activity supplies for you to purchase or rent. I highly suggest kayaking. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh. so much fun. I'll come back to that. Bring your kayak. So find a used that? find a used kayak. Yeah. Because those things are expensive. Yeah, yeah, we did. We had one over in Hidoki. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have them, at, some people have them in the States already or at home or whatever, bring your kayak. You can get the ones that have, like, clear bottoms so you can see. So cool. Yeah. They now they're, like, pedal ones, too, so you can both pedal, and then if you want to use the aura, you can, or, like, to steer and turn. They make them really fancy now. Yeah. It's fun. So... With the kayaking, I was going to come back to that. We used to go kayaking. Um, we used to drive to the naval base to mm-hmm. go kayaking because it's nicer there. And I'll get to that. So back in 2009, the U.S. naval base located on Opera Harbor was combined with Anderson Air Force Base, which is now Navy run, but still supports military personnel 
from all branches of the military. Now, I believe this is going to change and Anderson Air Force Base will go back to being run solely by Air Force. This is a rumor I heard. I'm not sure. Kyle's the one that told me. He's a liar. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Navy base is home to submarine Squadron 15, Coast Guard, Sector, Guam, and home base to dozens of Pacific Command, Pacific Fleet, 7th Fleet, and the 30th Naval Construction Regiment. Um, Because of this base uh, being on Opera Harbor, it is much closer to the water compared to Anderson Air Force Base. This, of course, is in favor of ships docking and all that shit. Yeah, Um, they got to dock the ship somewhere. (laughs) Um, All the shit that's on Anderson is the same on the Navy base, but probably cooler. (laughs) 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 Um, I did notice the housing on base seemed a little bit smaller and more closer together. And I do remember seeing a lot of units that were two stories. So... And there is uh, Air Force personnel that lives on the Navy base and Navy personnel that lives on the Air Force base. So depending on what your job career is, like where you're going to be at. Yeah. I heard they have a nice resort over there with like cool pool and stuff for like families. Is that on the Naval or the other one? A resort? Yeah. The whole fucking island is a resort. But I mean like a lodging, like a hotel lodging resort. Um, I don't think so. Oh, I, yeah, don't, I don't know. I haven't been. So. I don't think so. Um, When the squadron, my husband's squadron used to have like Christmas parties. We used to usually do it at a hotel and they would do, um, they would give us like a military discount and we would stay the night in order to party. There's a, I guess maybe the, the PIC Pacific Islanders Club might be considered a resort. Mm, maybe. And they have a water park. That's the one. Yeah. And what's that on? That's in Tumon, in Tumon Bay. So it's oh, okay. not on base. It's oh, in okay. between the bases, yeah. Tumon Bay, like I said, it's um, very tourist-driven. There's a lot of fancy schmancy shops for your bougie needs. So, like, bougie Gucci bougie. and Prada and, you no. know, all the stuff that we can't afford. No, thank you. <laughs> but it's still really cool to stroll through there and see. And there's some other shops that you could probably afford. But whatever. Sounds posh. Yeah. And uh, oh, the food. Oh, the food you will eat while you're there. This is where I gained like 30 pounds. <laughs> I like food. Living there. No, yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Um, they have their cuisine is um, uh, it's an influence of uh, Filipino and um, a lot of Asian cuisine there. So it's really good. We used to stop on the side of the road and pick up chicken on a stick, like barbecued, and there'd be a lot of dogs. There, He'd be like, am I eating the dog? <laughs> <laughs> you come back and you're like, there's two less dogs here than there were yesterday. Yes, I remember that one dog. And everything on oh, Guam, <laughs> everything on Guam that is wild grown or in bad condition is called, referred to as boonie. So if you have like a shitty car, they call it a boonie car. <laughs> I don't know why. It's kind of fun. Like um, a hoopty. Like a hoopty, but they call it boonie car. I'd be like, oh, my boonie car. Or um, there are these peppers that grow there that are they're wild peppers and they're really delicious and like flavorful, spicy. They call, they're called boonie peppers. Bees there, boonie bees. Like everything's boonie for some reason. I don't know. And the bees are massive there. Like there's like hornets that are like the size of my thumb. Like they're massive. And then there's so little, crazy. there's little tiny vicious ones that will like um, the black ones. Uh. Were they black? I can't remember. They're no, they're not fully black. They are darker, but they would have hives in like the palm trees, and so like the vibration from the lawnmowers um, startles them, angry. and they will attack. I saw it many times with Kyle. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, 
you should see Todd when just like a fly comes around. He goes into like MMA mode and starts ducking and covering and throwing like his fists for some reason. If he was mowing the lawn and a thing came after him, I would have to have a surveillance camera just for the laughs alone. Yes. Mm -hmm. Kyle is like every man for himself. Like he would, this one specific time I was doing dishes and I was looking out the window watching him mow the lawn because our yard was giant like it was the size of a football field i'm not even exaggerating oh, wow. it was huge it would take me three hours you it would take right on one at that rate i know but we couldn't afford it because it was like we were you know poor so, yeah. <laughs> also really quite expensive they are very expensive but anyways he was mowing the lawn and he disturbed the boonie bees in the palm tree and i saw him let go of the lawnmower he's running waving his hands frantically in the air his flip-flops fly off <laughs> and i was like what happened he's like the booty bees are getting me <laughs> so it was really funny um so back to the navy base we would go kayaking there we would have a lot of gatherings there because the beach is so much nicer there the waters are much more calm there's not as much coral reef and you can easily take a dip in the ocean and go swimming So we would do that all the time um, and kayaking and uh, we would do boat fish. We would fish off the boat. What's it called? Like trolling, trawling, something like that. No, no. And we would catch uh, fresh, fresh (laughs) mahi-mahi. Oh, so yum tacos. So delicious. So you can go and catch and bring it and you can keep it. Yes. You always have to get like a license License to do it. Yeah. You can keep it. Yeah. So we've had, we we have friends that would do it and they'd catch like eel. Which is very good, by the way. It's yeah. it's like it tastes like chicken, but Eel's more tender. Delish. Yeah. Have you not had eel with that face? I can tell you have. Have it. you not had eel? <laughs> <laughs> have you not? No. Oh, it's delicious. It's really good. Yeah. You. It's. Uh, we'll get some like eel sushi, and they put all the sauce and stuff. Mm, and yeah. It tastes like chicken, but more tender. It's like it's flaky, like a tender fish, and delicious. but chickeny. Like it's so good. Like imagine chicken melting in your mouth. Yeah, that sounds kind of gross. Yeah, I, I don't know if I trust these ladies right now. No, it's delicious. All right, we're going to sushi. Yes. And we'll get Let's her some right meal. Yeah, um, so yeah. yeah, that. And we would catch mahi-mahi, and we did scuba diving while we were there. That was a lot of fun. And snorkeling, dolphin watching. Yeah. Whale watching. Yeah, you really, like, there's so much to do off base. Um, get yourself into, like, a hiking group. There's hiking groups and they'll hike up. There's not much uh, mountainy terrain, but it's a little bit. Um, you can hike down to like these, uh, they're called Paget Caves. And you literally are going down the entire time. And you go into the caves and the caves are filled with water. It's really pretty in there. It's like the coolest thing. It's like ocean underground. Like it's so pretty. Like you have to do it. And then the hike back up, you will die. Just want to let you know, like, it's so but steep. But it was worth the spelunking adventure. It's worth it. Yeah, it was so worth it. And then they have, um, we hiked to another place called Talafofo Falls, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's waterfalls. It's like a wall of water. <laughs> it's like a wall of water cascading down these rocks. It's really pretty. Amazing. Yeah. So um, brown tree snakes are supposedly, you know, all over the island. They make it sound like they're hanging from the trees by the dozen. They're not. I, in the three years we were there, I saw two, and they were both dead. One of them was in my yard, and the other one was thrown at me by one of the firemen. Um, Rude. It was in a bag. Like, he threw it at me. I was like, ah! It was in a Ziploc bag. And then I just picked it up to look at it. But, um, oh. Frogs. There's a lot of frogs there, a lot of toads. Um, be careful when you're mowing the lawn. You will run them over, oh. and then Ugh. they'll just splatter Ugh. everywhere. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else can I say about that? It was such a great assignment. Like, the weather is beautiful the entire time you're there. And it's a little crazy come wintertime, what you would know as wintertime for us that have lived in the States. Um, you don't get winter there. You get rainy season and dry season. And it's hot all year round. You're begging for rain on Christmas just so it gives you the feel that it might be cold outside. And then you walk outside, you're like, this is a mistake. I need my flip-flops and shorts. <laughs> Magical. Yeah. So I think I covered pretty much everything. Like I said, it wasn't really a base highlight. It was mostly the island highlight because it's such a small place. You can do the whole thing. Yeah. So. You can go hopping. You can island hop. You can go to like uh, Saipan and uh, Rhoda. No, Rhoda. What's it called? Uh, Coco's Island, oh, nice. you can go to Australia, it's only a three-hour flight, the Philippines, Japan, mm-hmm. explore. Those are good um, assignments, too, that ha- usually tend to have, like how you're saying, the hiking club, they'll have good, like, running, outdoor running groups as well. Yes. And they'll be like, oh, we're going to cross the island, you know, because it's only, like, six miles here mm-hmm. or, like, 12 there, and they'll do, like, island-to-island runs or running around the island or just all the different... Yeah exploration on foot with people you can stay healthy get you some vitamin d yeah oh you will get your good self-care dose, good dose of vitamin d they have a lot of outdoor uh, events too i remember going to a couple of reggae concerts which mm. was so much fun just like watching that and then um there's a lot of samoa influence too mm. samoan influence and they do their um the the haka dance They'll, so like, cool. get up during concerts and do the haka dance, and it's, like, this is, like, the coolest thing I've ever yeah, seen. Really yeah, is. Yeah, it's fascinating to watch that. So there's so much culture, so much culture to see. Um, oh, on Wednesdays... We wear pink. We wear pink. Yeah, Wednesdays so. we wear pink, and we go to Chamorro Village. So that is, uh, like, a little, kind of like an outdoor market, and it's a lot of food, and there's, like, dancing, and, yeah, it's really cool. That's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the highlights. Yes, yeah, that was wonderful. Like there's, yeah, there's so much that I didn't cover, but I just hope it like makes people excited for those of those of you who like got orders too long. It'd be really cool, so you guys know that there's so it has so much to offer and so mm-hmm. much to do. Now I want orders there. Sounds Maybe. really exciting. So many incentives. I do yeah. know somebody who's going to Guam. Soon, what a so. lucky somebody. Yeah. What a lucky somebody. I hope that somebody invites us over. I yeah. would go. Me too. In a heartbeat, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Not afraid of spiders or anything. Cockroaches. Ah! I don't care about the cockroaches, but those giant tropical spiders, man. No! The banana spiders? Ooh. They just they get the size of the palm of your hand. They don't really move. They just kind of stay on they the do, web. They, yeah, they just stay there, but they're creepy as f. I think they're pretty because they're, they're yellow. They're really pretty. They have like a yellow veining in mm-hmm. them for sure, but they still look like they're spiders. spiders. Yeah, it's the huntsmen's that get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here in the UK they're fugly. Oh my gosh, the garden spiders. Yeah, all of the spiders. Those things that get ginormous too, and they come crawling through your house, and you see this giant shadow that shoots across your living room, and it only come out at nope. night, and you're nope. like, um, what is this massive cat that just crawled across my my house? I don't have a cat. No, Veronica, stop! I'm looking up the no. banana spider. Look how pretty they are. Nope, they're yellow. Nope. Post a picture of that, Jen. Okay. They're pretty. It's scary. 
And they make huge webs and they just hang out on the web. They really don't do anything. A lot of them look like they have like four legs because they'll go like a star and then they're paired together. Yeah, there's like instead of four in the front, like they're doing like they're planking and then the two in the back. Star jump makes them look even eviler. Uh, and then, like, they'll, when you, when you go on, like, hikes, you'll, like, accidentally walk into a web, like, ah! <laughs> Carry a machete when you go hiking in the jungle. You'll look up, and there'll be a canopy of 55 of the motherfuckers, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. my mom, I took her to this Babies. beautiful cliff in Oki, and she, once she looked up and saw, like, a couple of them, and was like, whoop, and she, like, literally stopped and couldn't move, like, in the dreams, when you're trying to run away but you're, you're in place <laughs> you're just running in place or walking really yeah. weird like yeah. what's wrong with she my just walk? can't move yeah, she didn't make it to the cliff outlook because oh, no. they freaked her out oh well spiders your loss no. your loss mom <laughs> well that was all for today i hope you guys were thoroughly entertained mm-hmm. i was yeah i'm always entertained yeah Lindsay had great info for us for the one year so, yeah, if you guys are facing a one year or or possibly in the near future, like myself, this was great info. Mm-hmm. Thanks, team. Good job, team. I'm High here five. for you. Oh, one, two, three, go. <laughs> Good job. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Teamwork makes the dream work. I'm so proud of you all. So if you have any questions on anything that was discussed or you have more questions on you know, or just worried about being separated from your spouse, you can email us at dependisplaining at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are here for you. We're here to listen to your concerns, your answer some of your questions yes. to the best of our ability. Yeah. And uh, most of all, we're here for support. Yes, 100%. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to send us a note if you know what it would be called if we had a female president. Yeah. What With her would husband. the acronym the, hu- the husbands, the name, the name for yes. If they're if they're married and they're married to a man, what would the male spouse be called? If the man was married to a female, if the female if president female, was married yeah, yeah. to a male, is he <laughs> I the guess first if it was man, a man married to a man too? What that's would that true. Be oh, same. Yeah, that's same. true. Goes both ways, guys. Whatever, whatever the <laughs> no pun first man of the United States. First man, first mister, first oh, vibe. first mister, momus, modus, Maybe. first sir, modus, flus, Are you okay, Jen? Yeah, I was yeah, fighting something in front of me. Something, something was swatting. Something was floating in front of my face. It's the floaters. The floaters. <laughs> it was the floater. It was good times. Great. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Just remember on your walks of life, my friends, wherever you go, there there you are. are. Goodbye.